No hog. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, so, I, so today's topic is: Are we teaching or making things worse? Um, yesterday we kind of left off talking about uh, slavery movies and and hood movies. Um, and um, and see that Jeff starting already. Oh, um, so. What I want to discuss, you know, I don't like the, I'm tired of slavery movies. <laughs> you ever seen that one when my man was like, I'm tired of this church. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm, I'm tired of slavery movies. Um, I'm a little worn out with hood movies. I told my daughter that. I think we were watching something in the barbershop. It was like some, a BET special, if y'all know what I mean by that. <laughs> you know, those, those BET Low movies. budget. <laughs> low budget movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those hood movies that they feel like it's just bad camera angles. <laughs> you know, they just kind of freestyling the script. Oh, <laughs> like, um, and and so like I've I've grown tired of a lot of those movies because I feel like it's just it's not helpful. Um, and unfortunately, and I think I wonder if other races feel like this sometimes. Just and it casting us in a bad light. <laughs> Did anybody else, you know, you feel like, oh, you know, does it, you feel like you're not being represented right, you know? Um, so I've, I've grown tired of the slavery movies because I feel like it just, I feel like I'm there. I feel like I'm stuck. <laughs> Back then, you know, like I'm in the field across the street watching this thing happen <laughs> while I'm stuck picking cotton too. You know, it's, it's, it's I've grown tired of it. And so, I want to get you guys' opinion, see how you feel about it, um, and and even not really grow. I've never grown up in the hood where there was violence and things like that happening around. Me. You know, most of the worst things I've seen were more on TV than in front of me. That makes sense. Um, and it just—I don't know. It just—I don't like it. <laughs> so um, I got Thomas here, and he he spoke about the trauma. You know, reliving the trauma. So uh, Thomas, how do you feel about? the slavery movies and you can parlay into the hood movies, but does is it helpful? Or do you feel like, you know, based on your studies and personally, do you feel like right. So, you know, my thought about slavery movies and hood movies are two different um, thoughts, you know. The, there's sometimes where we have to think about slavery movies in a different sense. Um, for me, slavery movies are more for white people not to forget than it is for black people not to forget. And I know that's not probably a popular opinion, but the reality is we have to keep these things in front of them to remind them that this country is not fair. Right. And so a lot of times having those types of movies um, is a good educational piece for them. Now, there are some educational pieces for us, but at the reality, the reality is this. 
we can we look at right now we can go outside and we if we're really intentional about looking around us we can still see remnants of slavery all around us okay we have the prison industrial complex that is a clear representation of slavery so we don't have to look so far for these these means to of, of seeing remnants of slavery they're not subtle either you know so we don't need another slavery movie now here's a, another reason why i i say this about slavery movies how many times have you heard somebody say oh when i see that movie i'm gonna get so angry i'm gonna be this i'm gonna and they start talking about the 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 way they're gonna feel about this slavery movie because there is this traumatic uh part of it we're still living through some of the the trauma that's been passed throughout generations um and it's not that long ago people make it seem like all this stuff happened you know so long ago but okay so we can say slavery ended in late 1800s but at the same time did it really end no and then we see how it continues to perpetuate and then we see well you have civil rights well civil rights was what 70 or what 60 years ago so as we're starting to think back it's like 60 years ago wasn't that long you know i'm 50 so you know it's not like we're we're sitting up here thinking of something that happened so long ago and it, it's not current and then you know the narrative that's trying to be changed right now is you know let it go just let it go it was so long ago but then you know we see that recently with the holocaust they're not letting that go they're not going to let 9-11 go they're not going to let other things go and so when we start talking about slavery movies how does it impact our people and it does it really benefit now there are some movies about slavery that i think will educate and you know yesterday when we were getting off uh there were so many different um you know conversations happening or when you got all getting off i was in the chat <laughs> and uh <laughs> and it was about bringing in the movies what what movies would you you know talk about that would be good slave movies if there is a such a thing you know i actually looked up something it was uh netflix has this list of good slave movies like, I'm like really? Get them good slave movies. You gotta get one of them good slave movies. You gotta get one of them good slave movies. And I'm like, really? You have a list, but you know, there's some things that we have to really remember, and there's right. there's things that we do. Uh, Pastor made a point about education, you right. know, and educating, using these as education, and I get it. I think Roots is the only m movie you need about slavery to educate you, if you can make it through. And so, as you mentioned, I think you may have never finish watching Roots. But Roots has a lot of depth to it. It has a lot of truth to it. There's right. a lot of different other things. So, I mean, why do we need another slavery movie? Now, I know that's not, you know, there's so much more that, that's happened since then. But 13th, if we look at 13th right. on Netflix, right. it's a good yeah, movie to, to really good. think about how things are looking when it, 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 there's slavery. Right. Um, PBS has a um, a documentary called Slavery by Another Name. It's mm -hmm. a good one to really get uh, out there. If we want to think about it, my hat says Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street Burning is a good movie to understand like what was being built. You know, Rosewood. Um, oh, there's, you know, yeah, yeah there's uh, Runaway Slave, which talks about the welfare system and, you right. know, how 
different other things are. And then, you know, you have Race to Freedom about the Underground Railroad and different other things. There's there's so many other movies that we can watch when it comes to slavery that will empower versus, you know, traumatize. And I, I think when we look at what's happening in our society, if we want to see if there's a collective trauma, um, when one person gets beat, we all get beat. When Rodney King got beat, we were all right there like, see right, right there, we you get us now, you see right. it. And then when they were found not guilty, we were all yeah. hurt. And so, you know, there's there's a lot of different ways of looking at it. Now, I'll get to hood movies later, you know, because there are some hood <laughs> movies that we, I think we should watch. I okay. think there are hood okay. movies that need to be watched. But, you know, when we start talking about being in the hood and yeah. watching hood movies, there's there's movies that people watch like Scarface to kind of keep them in that zone. Mm. And, you know, I don't think we should watch hood movies from the standpoint of keeping us in that zone. Um, you know, Scarface is not the best example of a hood movie to watch. Um, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. But, you know, I want everybody else to chime in about the slavery. Yeah, and um, there's there's more to it. But yeah, definitely. How do you guys feel about the, the slavery movies? Um, uh, like them, hate them in between, like. It doesn't bother you. It's, it's always reference. How you guys feel about it? Um, okay. man, I, I mean, I, I, I've seen a bunch of them. Right. And, uh, and uh, I guess I'm with Thomas on the on the roots because it it takes you from Africa to uh, almost the, the whole slavery lineage, like. From, when they was taken to uh, when they was free, you know what I'm saying? Right. So I, I, I believe that would be educational, but it, it just depends because that, that was a, probably the most historical, uh, and they had good acting, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I got to go by that too. If, it, if it's bad acting and, 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 and I, can just, I can read a book to get it, to get more information, because I'm disturbed by the actors, you know. Uh, but it, it just appears. Uh, it, it, now's your question. It don't bother me. You know what I'm saying? I can, I can watch a, a, a slave movie. It don't bother me. But if it's bad acting, then I just turn it off. But if, it, if it's good acting, I'll watch it all the way through. <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> Pastor, how you feel about the slave movies? Uh oh, you muted. You muted. I didn't do it. I don't think. Yeah, you did it. That's because I was typing. Uh, I saw Roots when it first came out in the 70s. I was a boy. And of course I was a boy. It was the 70s. Um. <laughs> 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 Are you it really? Was, it was challenging. It was challenging okay. to see. Okay. I didn't understand it at the time. It was nasty to me. I remember eating a, a peanut butter sandwich watching Roots. And to this day, I don't eat peanut butter sandwiches. Oh, wow. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, that's how difficult it was. It was, it was traumatic for me uh, to see the treatment 
uh, of people. Right. And it was back then, it wasn't one movie. It was like a week long. Four part right. series, five part yeah, series. Four, yeah, four part. Uh, and so oh, my yeah. mom had us watch it for educational purposes. I didn't like it. Right. Later on in life, I felt like it was a necessary evil. Mm. Okay. And then I changed it to an uncomfortable education. Right. I think that it's important to understand where we come from. Right. Okay. And sometimes some stories are hard to tell, but I think they're still necessary. Right. Now, I believe that we go over the top with certain things, mm-hmm. but that's for the cameras. That's for the the attraction, you know. Right. But I, I don't I don't see a world. I would not agree that we uh, ignore stuff like that. I think it's important to put it out there. I yeah, I hate you. I hate you on that. Um, I was it's it's funny because kind of as as time was talking, you know, sometimes you be like you start hearing kind of like a different perspective. Um, and he mentioned some of the the movies that that have already been made. You know. Roots, you know, things that kind of give a historical reference. What I do have to realize, I guess, entertainment puts things in people's faces. Um, and like uh, Ephraim mentioned yesterday about the grants given to those that make movies about the Holocaust. You know, um, it's, you know, because as far as what I heard anyway, you know, like Putin and some folks in Russia are they call them Holocaust deniers saying it never happened. <laughs> so it's like, we need to keep putting stuff out there to show like, hey, <laughs> this happened, you know, like, oh, um, and I and, and for the, the, the slavery fight, you know, as far as um, being out front, uh, maybe every decade, maybe there should be maybe a movie, you know, just something saying, hey, you know, next generation can kind of see something newer because, Watch Roots now, you know, because of technology. You know, sometimes watching older movies because of the flow and how people used to watch certain things, it's a little harder. I think they didn't they make a remake of Roots lately, like last few years. No, they a remake. I thought I thought somebody remade Roots. I don't know. I don't know if they. Re, I don't think they remade Roots. I just think they remastered it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, maybe remastered. Okay, I thought they remade it. I thought they remade it. Um, which wouldn't be surprising because it seemed like they're remaking everything. <laughs> so, right. Right. Hello, Alicia says. I think there's a different perspective with each movie. Some are redundant, right? There's still so much people don't know about how brutal slavery was. Ooh, do we not know? I don't know. Well, let, let me throw something in there. Like a lot of people don't understand the, the depth of the brutality. Um, and they, you know, we will gloss over that. That, right. But how many people know about Black Wall Street in the right. Greenwood District? Yeah. You know, a lot of people didn't know about it until the 100th year anniversary, you know, right. and which was last year. And so. You know, ultimately, like there's other stories that need to be told. There's other stories that we need to stop, you know, overlooking because it it leaves, I think it leaves a gap in information as if, you know, we just went from slavery to where we're at right now. Right, Um, right, right, right. You know, um, when I was locked up, the last book I was reading when I was locked up was called From Slavery to Freedom. 
And um, I didn't know it was a textbook. I didn't know it was a school textbook. I was just reading. <laughs> and, uh, and there's so much information in that book that that makes uh, that makes makes us see how difficult slavery was. And then it also showed how difficult it is post-slavery to try to make a, a person um, engage a system that was never for them. Mm. And so when we start thinking about these movies, how are we getting our people to engage a system that's not for them? Or are we ha having them relive certain fears and hurts and trauma and everything else that keeps us in a certain place. Like right. we're so much more than slavery. And that's right. one of the things right. that, I, that I think that really yeah. we, we don't get to that point. Again, we don't want to mm -hmm. forget about it because it, it's happening. It's not that long ago. And there are still remnants, a lot of remnants that are still present today. But it's important for us to be able to move beyond that and realize that we're so much more. And that there's been so many other, so many other things that have happened. Not just civil rights, not just you know sharecropping. Does anyone right. know about sharecropping? Does anyone know about the prison industrial complex? Right. You know these other things that keep people in servitude, in voluntary servitude. Right. So, yeah, it's um, I mean, it, yeah, there's 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 so much more to it, and I think I love the fact that you said, and I've seen seen on T-shirts as well. I was more, you know, we're more than just slavery. You know, our past is more than just slavery. Um, and because I think we've gotten, there's a time we just got caught up. Because that's what you thought about. When you thought about the past was slavery, you know, um, never beforehand, never where we really came from, um, what the climate was, and things of that nature. Um, uh, Alicia also said, I watched Roots in elementary in the 80s. Um, I said every year during Black History Month, I was the only black person in every class. Wow, most of my white friends apologized and asked, could, it, could I think at that, oh, asked, I could think at that time. This people, uh, this people are not me. When I got older, I understood where they were coming from. Gotcha, gotcha, I guess asking. Apologize. You know, Pastor made a good point though. You know, it is one of those things where when you're young, you don't like it. And then as you grow older, you get more mature and you realize it's a necessary evil to learn. I think a lot of the younger generation, they're, they're taking on the mindset of, you know, the collective mindset that this really doesn't matter. It wasn't me and that right. we have, we have, you know, many other opportunities, but they don't see the world truly around them. You know, I'm one of the people that, you know, wrong, right or wrong, I believe that our system it's never been for us. It, and even though there's opportunities right now, those opportunities are limited. Um, you know, I don't care what we think about yay, um, but you can see you can be a billionaire and get snatched quickly. Um, and if you're not singing the, the tune that we want you to sing, if you're not right. shucking and jiving, right. it's it just you, we're playing at a, that game's being played at a higher level now, you know, with more money in you know, with influencers. And so they're taking the influencers, you know, there's so many um, people have different opinions about Deion Sanders right now because of that, you know, are you selling out? Are you doing this? Are you moving, are you, you know, using your platform for upward mobility? 
Are you looking out for yourself? Didn't you say you were going to be this uh, savior to the HBCUs? You know, you were you were the one saying God brought you here. There's so many different opinions about it because of the system that we have that in front of us, because of the way the system has taken heroes and either taken them out or paid them to shut up and so or to sing a certain song. And so, um, you know, that's still a part of what goes on today. Hidden Figures is an excellent movie. It is. Um, I love Hidden Figures. Yeah. It was a great movie. Um, it was a safe movie. It was safe, <laughs> but it was excellent still. After <laughs> all, but I guarantee you, yeah, I guarantee you that that they softened up whatever treatment uh, actually happened. So you have to think about that, and that's the whole point, right? No one will take it seriously if no one understands the depth of the anguish, the pain that was experienced. Sometimes you have to see it to understand, to empathize, right. to feel it. Right. And that's just the truth. And, and the problem is that for some, it, it triggers reliving it. Right. But people will never understand if they don't empathize, if they can't feel your pain. Right. Do I mean, we need nothing, nothing against... Uh, Jeff, I, I wouldn't expect uh, Jeff to see it from from our perspective, but his his comment that he made. I, I'm trying to see where his comment was. Uh, where is it? Well, this one, right? It was a real eye opener for me. I couldn't understand the inhumanity. You know, Jeff is saying that in 2022. Right. Yeah. How many people? How many other people have said it? Because the reality is, they're still trying to take us back. Mm-hmm. So how could there be such a misunderstanding? It still hasn't resonated with people. So it's important to tell the story. Yeah. If for nothing else, for the next generation. And we do see improvement in the mindset of young people. Right. Because we have this history and it's exposed. Mm-hmm. I don't like it but I think it's necessary. Yeah. And I think, but it has to be within a, uh, a training, a teaching, a teachable moment. Yeah. Uh, when we start thinking about this generation and, and the lack of understanding that we have, it's because we're not teaching them in the, in the proper context. I think, I think they're able to look at something and, and determine and judge for themselves because we want you to have your own mind. We want you to think for yourself which is not a problem, but I think there's still some information that needs to be added for context. Like you think about the four of us here, um, our grandparents have a whole different story that they told us. And it's because of the things that they've been involved with, right? So my my grandfather was born in 1915 and his grandfather, you know, was a slave. So it's like, that's right there in front of us. It's not like, we're so far removed from this. I remember the stories my dad told about how he was raised. He was born in 1944 and how he was raised and the things that he had to go through. I was born in 1972 and I still felt it. And, you know, and in this day and age, I have a nine and a 10 year old and they're feeling it. There's things that they tell me that, that cause them to feel it. And so in this, I think the educational piece is absolutely necessary. 
But I do think there is a progression of how do we get beyond that to a point where we know that this was history, but it doesn't hold us back from our future. Wow. And, and I think that's where we start talking about these hood movies, right? And the propaganda that's out there today, it's, 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 right? Because as we start looking at how we're portrayed in movies, representation matters. And wow. we talk about that a lot. And so when I was uh, growing up, course all the hood movies uh you know the game banging movies and stuff new jack city the boys in the hood minister society and so on and so forth they were all in my era you know those types of movies of course you had the movies before that the Superflies and the um i can't even think of the other 70s classic cult classics and stuff but they Fly. Yeah, right. yeah. Superfly. there's other ones though. There's a whole Dolomite. Oh, yeah, they got a bunch Dolomite. Of them. Yeah, there's a bunch and, of them. Yeah. Oh, guys, not Dolomite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's history. Oh, what? what? I, I, is that? Yeah. Yeah. There's there's all these other things that we start to think about in the, in the how we're represented in the movies, right? right. The, the the foolery, the the everything else. But you know, you get the Malcolm X movies that come through and it makes you think about stuff, but man, that's three hours long. I don't know if you want to be here and, and listen. Good movie, though. It held you. It held you. Right. So, you know, that's a nah, um, But, you know, it's it's just when we start thinking about the movies, there are still some hood classics I think that people should watch because of the, the realism that's within them. So, for example, Minister Society is one that I think everybody should, should watch, right? That's out of my hood movies that's probably my favorite because i've never been to a movie before where i didn't want to walk out the movie because if i walk out this could happen to me right mm -hmm. the type of lifestyle i was living at that time that's exactly how i felt like i can literally walk out this movie theater and get shot yeah. and um and you know the the soundtrack with it you know really told the story also or at least the the you know mc8's song so Menace would be one of those that I think that people should look at. And then um, it's not a movie, but it's a TV show. I think everybody should watch the first season of Snowfall, um, which is on FX. And so the first season of Snowfall tells a story of what happened in the hood. It's a loosely based story, but, uh, you know, from my from what I know, from the right. people I know that are involved with these types of things and right. how I was involved with them, I think that, you know, it, it's one that people should watch that first season because there's a lot of accuracy there. And so no one will say it. It's, you know, pushed under the rug and, you know, it's one of those taboo things to talk right. about how the crack got into the, the communities. But there's there's some things that we could watch for for educational purposes. But then at the same time, I'm more mature. You give someone else who's younger, who doesn't have that maturity to watch these same movies and now they're glorifying them and saying, I want to be like old dog. I want to be yeah. like old dog, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah, so, you know, there, yeah. there's, there's a, a fine line between education and exploitation. Right. Absolutely. But you know, it's relative though. One person's education is another person's exploitation. Absolutely. Because when you talk about the movies, you, you know, you're, you're talking about movies 
that are relatable to you. Right. Right. And what I'm saying is we come to these other movies, it may not be as relatable to me, but it's definitely relatable to someone. What I might feel is over the top. Someone will say, I felt that, you know, and, and that's why I feel like it's important for us to put it out there. I completely agree. Exploitation. I mean, when they put this stuff out there, they wanted to sell, they wanted to make money. And mm-hmm. that's where it's important for us to have those bridges of communication. The, the elders, the mentors, the, the, the more mature crowd to come in and kind of fill in those gaps so people can understand, you know, what's Hollywood and what's reality. Right. right? And, and that's where communication is, is critical so that we don't get the wrong outcome. You know, when you talk about people wanting to be O-Dog, that's someone who went and watched the movie and didn't have any parental supervision. Right. <laughs> right. When I went, went back in the day, we, we paid 25 cents or 50 cents to go see a movie. And most of the time it was martial arts or Blackula or something like that. We came out. I wanted to be Blackula. I wanted to be a vampire, not a werewolf. <laughs> right. Oh, he took us way back. Though, all this stuff. Remember, oh, right. what? hey, what is the rap group named after uh, a martial arts movie? Wu-Tang. Uh, Wu-Tang. Thank you. The, those are those are young people watching TV on Saturday right. and decided, man, we don't know no karate, but we're going to be the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> right. 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 Because you go watch a movie like that and everybody thinks they know karate. And that's the that's the mindset of young people. But that's why it's important to have regulators so we can keep things balanced. Yeah. That's why it, it, you know, and again, we can obviously there are a number of ways we can we can have this conversation. But the reality is uh, every experience will be different. Right. right. And but I do think it's important that we bring attention to exploitation. Absolutely. Keep the storytellers in check. The Bible says in the book of Revelations, uh, we overcame him, the devil, by the blood of the lamb, the blood of Jesus and by the words of our testimony. Right. We have to tell the story. Not every testimony is comfortable to share. Right. Mm-hmm. But it helps us. We grow from it. And so I think that's important. Um, definitely. I I agree. I mean, <clears throat> there's always a, a story to be told. And um, everyone has a perspective to share um, from the boys in the hoods, you know, to the minister society. That joint is just so crazy, though. It's... <laughs> If you ever seen it, it's just, it's just, it's like Boys in the Hood is here. Menace is like here. Yeah. <laughs> a whole nother uh, I, I resonate with it too, though, because okay. I was in that, um, I was in that, in that interview room when, when the detective was in there. <laughs> I was, I was, I, I was that dude. Right. You know, you know, yeah. you didn't effed up, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was that dude. You know what I'm saying? I was 15 yeah. years old. You know you didn't have to, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, there's something that, like, Pastor was saying. Controlling the narrative is important because the narrative is what's being propagated right now to our young people. Yeah. And when we start thinking about how we handle things like black lives matter and different other things, you know, right. we want to, we have a voice and we know it. We saw it in the sixties and it was making changes and they shut the voice down and changed it. And they changed the narrative of it. And now we can protest. We can do all these other things and we'll, we'll suffer with you all 
protesting for, you know, however long you want to, but then it's just going to go right back to the way it was because we're not talking about, um, we're not talking about a anything else other than a system. The system is working the way it's supposed to work. And the interesting thing about this system is we're not enslaving people or I can't say the system has been set to enslave people. And now we're following right into the, the different um, nuances in the system that cause us to be incarcerated, right? So it's not the carceral system that's enslaving us, but it's the process that's putting us in those situations. We have, there's processes that will put us there and the movies and the, the music and everything else pumps our mind up, smokes some weed, you're influenced by certain things, you're easily, more easier, I can't even talk this morning, more easily. easier influenced by certain right. things, right? And yeah. so we don't need slave movies to do it. We don't need you know, hood movies to do it. It's right. this process that's out there that keeps things moving in a certain way. Right. Now, when I think of, when I think of slave movies, hood movies, you know, the music, um, there's a sense of exposing and blaming, which is warranted. Like mm -hmm. we want to expose this and we want to blame something and it's warranted. But my personal opinion is it keeps us at odds with one another and not collectively reaching towards success. Like these hood movies continue to perpetuate hood things. And um, not that they're not real. This is real. Like they were based upon reality. Rap music was based upon the reality of your your community and what was going on in it. But then now it's exploited to the point where it puts people at odds with one another. Mm. And and now we have a big problem with black on black crime. And I think black on black crime and everything that we see in the hood is rooted in slavery. But now the narrative is different. And since the narrative is different, we can't find our way out of it. We think that this is just the way it is. And that's that's a, my unpopular opinion of my experience, my interactions with thousands of people, and living it out. And so that's just a, a thought. Yeah, got you. Um, that's interesting. I, I, I think I hear, I hear what you're saying when it comes to the reasoning. Um, I don't know. I, I do believe there is a way out. Like, you know, I'm always, I always try to think high-minded. I always feel like change could always happen even in, in the hardest neighborhoods. You know, it's, it's a mindset change. It's an opportunity thing um, because most times those situations happen because people feel a lack of opportunity. And, and the reality is in some spaces, it's hard to find uh, work and things of that nature. And if someone's offering you some quick cash, you know, <laughs> you're in that space you're like ah. <laughs> like i need this money by this week like so you know you can get caught up in that kind of lifestyle um but i i do i do feel like understanding where it comes from makes sense you know when you know where things come from maybe it'll help with your mindset and change the trajectory of a of a neighborhood um i don't know like i i when it comes to that like change really changing the hood i'm i'm i have ideas you know but because i've never 
really lived in that space, you know, I always stop to think, you know, maybe it'll work, maybe it won't, you know, but for those that actually lived that, that, that kind of lifestyle, you know, like, and you, you understand what it kind of takes to change. It takes the person wanting to get out of that situation um, as well as changing opportunities in those places. But getting back to the education versus exploitation when it comes to, to media and movies, um, I do, I, I don't really enjoy the hood movies. You know, I get them. Like, they, they're okay. Like, some of them, they got great stories. <laughs> you know, like, they, they put together well. Um, some of them, you just like, what what's going on here? Um, but shout out to Ice Cube and the Friday series that kind of put made the hood light. You know, like, we have fun. <laughs> we laugh. You know, like, it's not always running from guns. You know, and he kind of show that, hey, it, listen, we have some days. They're good days, <laughs> you know. Oh, so shout out to Ice Cube for, for, for putting a least lighter tone on, on hood situations. Um, <laughs> so um, how do you guys feel? How do you feel, Kaneem, about the, some of the hood movies and, and things of that nature? Like you said, they're relatable. Like you said, you could you the, the, spot, the part of Minnesota society being in the box. Um, are, do you feel like they're good for education or do you feel like they're glorifying? That's, that's my, that's where I stand. Like, is it glorifying it? I mean, for the most part, most hood movies don't turn out well, <laughs> you know, like, my own personal opinion is that, uh, I think all movies are based on entertainment. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, it's your own perception if you were getting educated. If you've never experienced something like that before, then you're getting educated whether you want to or not. Because mm-hmm. now you're getting exposed to something that you ain't never seen or heard before. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? But for me on hood movies, I think I'm of them as entertainment. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I can relate to some of them. Right. Some of them I've seen kind of far-fetched. You know what I'm saying? Some of them is just, right. you know, strictly to either catch a joke or be sensationalized. But it's still entertainment to me. You know what I'm saying? So I, 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 I mean, I, I, myself personally, just think of it as entertainment. So is it education, exploitation? I don't, I, my scale don't lean one way or the other on it for me. It's just entertainment. Okay. So um, for you guys, has like, like Pastor mentioned the karate movies, and I don't know about you, we've watched the Saturday morning karate movies, and you get hyped, like, oh, I think I could, okay, I think I could do a kick with the jump. Oh, yeah, yeah, man, I haven't had, I've had all that. Have you been influenced by hood movies that same way? Like, ooh, get me a Glock, you know? <laughs> you know? I, I have. Okay. I have, I have. I, I've, I've done that also, uh, got hyped, but, but then again, I was, I was under the influence of all kind of narcotics. You know what I'm saying? So when I when I when I did see the movie, I was usually wasn't by myself when I saw it. Right. So I, I had a little group. You know how they say mob mentality. I had a little group mentality. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. We finna yes. go out. We finna go have. We finna go do this. We finna go do. This. It wasn't. I'm about to go do this. It was we about to go do this. Right. <laughs> Right. You wasn't going to put working into baby face. You had some yeah, stick yeah. it on or something else, right? Some eight ball MJG. Yeah, all that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when you when you like 
that was it. It, it. it was the music, it was the movies, but it was also when I walked out the door, I saw the movie and the music. You know what I'm saying? Wow. It ain't like I went out into suburbia and it was houses. No, we was in a complex. Right. It, it was. It wasn't the projects. Right. It was a complex that had no gates. Everybody was at the corner store, and we had a corner store inside the apartment complex. You feel what I'm saying? Wow. Like it was. Yeah. It, 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 like you had to go out to. Right. It was inside the apartment complex. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, okay. so uh, you know, I mean, like I was in the city. I wasn't in the suburbs. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people, like, oh, you in the, didn't know I was in the city. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't the outskirts. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? Yes. So I mean, my my view is different than a lot of people. Right. 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 Yeah, Eddie, I want to touch on something. Two thousand five. Ask someone a question back in two thousand five. Is someone growing up? in a three block radius limited to what they see because of gang violence, drug dealers, you know, just hood stuff. Is that person considered a victim? Remember that question? Anybody, people say anybody, you, if you want to get out, you can get out. And, and for those who never get out, the question is, are those victims or did they just not apply themselves? You know, the scripture, again, back to the scripture says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. All right. right? Uh, people live limited lives because people don't read. People don't get exposed to things. If this is all, you know, well, it's all I know. It's all I know. Right. We talk about that. Right. All I know. Is that an excuse or have you been victimized? Mm. That's good. That's good. I guess it just depends on the individual because you could actually, if you actually participate, you actually are now a suspect instead of being a victim. So it, if, it, you, if it, you participate because it's every, it's all you know, you were you were groomed. Are you a victim? Um, but no, you were you was raised that way. You just you just explain yeah. your own question. I think I think you, you, are, you were like, groomed. You were groomed as that you 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 were raised that way. Right. Uh, if you if you are if you are a victim, it happened to you, and you didn't want it. It was unexpected. Uh, somebody gonna bust your side of your head, and you don't see it coming. You're a victim. Right. But if you raised that way, hey, I want you to go here. I want you to sneak up behind this dude when he ain't looking. Make sure you go for his wallet, and if he go for you, we bust. Uh, you you getting taught to be but, but a what criminal? If he's not being caught? What if, like you said, you walk outside and you just that's all I know. I see this is what I see every single right. day. I don't have to. You don't have to tell me to do it. I'm gonna pick it up because I'm watching you. Right. I'm learning. But, that, but, you, but you. But that's also you know, for those that pick it up because it's just natural and that's all you see. There's also right. those that don't want to see that. There's also yeah. those that 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 back off of it. I don't want to be like Peanut. I don't want to be like Ray Ray. I don't want to go out here and sell drugs. I want to read a book. I want to see something different. Right. But they don't have the opportunity to see something different, but that's what they want. So I've seen that in the hood also. Okay. Yeah. But there's okay. another influence there usually when you see that in the hood. Right. That, that is true. That, and it's usually from the school system or whatever wow. school you were trying to go to. 
a coach? Is that one? Is that one teacher? Yep, that one teacher, that one coach that yeah. that really dug into your mind and be like, "Hey, you can be it's better enough. than this." Right. You don't have to do this. But, but you know, there has to be some kind of structure in their regular lives also to allow them to overcome what's around them. Because if there's no structure, you can have all the influence you want at school, right. come home, and you, ha you have to live real life. You know, when I teach my classes, I tell everybody this all the time. Right now, this message, everything that we're learning right now is amazing to you. But then when we, when we leave this class, you have to go back to real life. Right. That's where you have to start to make this work. You have to put the work in because if you don't, real life is still waiting there. As soon as you walk out the door, it's going to jump on your back again. And yeah. so a lot of times we, we forget that, that that's what's going to happen. Someone who's groomed this way, you know, we talked about Minister Society. Um, the first lyric in, in the soundtrack um, song, it's a effed up childhood. It's got me the way I am. It's got me to the state where I don't give a yeah. you know, somebody help me. But nah, yeah. they don't hear me though. I guess I'll be another victim of the ghetto. All right. right. Going and going and going, right? But the reality is when we start thinking about being a victim of the ghetto, yeah, there is victimization happening. But there's also the realization that a lot of times we don't, you know, going back to what AD was saying, I believe the hood can change. I'm not saying I don't believe it. Yeah. I think there's a, a collective mindset out there yeah. that doesn't believe, it, right? right? But one of the things you said is I have all these ideas and thoughts, but when I get to this point, oh, I don't have this experience. You know what's going to take to change the hood? It's going to take people like that that don't have the experience, who are willing to sacrifice a part of their life to say, you know what, I'm going to make this change regardless. I'm going to, by faith, go out there and, and trust that what I need to do to make this impact is going to work. And I'm going to find people who will come alongside of me and do this. It kind of reminds me of the Underground Railroad. And when we start thinking about if we're going to get people to change, there's going to be a whole group of people out there that don't want to leave slavery because they're afraid of Massa, right? But when Harriet Tubman comes along and you know she's coming, there's a whole group of people out there that say, hey, I've been waiting for you. And so... That's what we have to understand is like there's this idea of we can't make a change. So we might not might as well not make any change. And the reality wow. is we start making change right where we're at. And and I have this mindset that um, each one teach 100. I don't have a mindset that each one teach one. That's that's old. That's antiquated. And we're losing people at more than a one on one basis. Right. Each one teach 100. <laughs> And what does that look like? It means if I teach my 100, then hopefully I can teach them to teach their 100. If I can get five out of that 100 to teach 100, then that's five people teaching 500 more, right. you know, 100 each. And so, and if they get five out of that, then it exponentially grows and we can start to make that difference. But we have to look at exponential growth and not just one-on-one -on -one growth or one-on-ten right. -on growth. If we start to disciple people like we're called to do then people understand what it looks like to live a whole different way while understanding the system that's still against them while understanding that slavery still existed while understanding there's a, a form of slavery still right now while understanding yes all these barriers are there that will hold you back but at the same time there is a way out do you want to know that way if so let's go and so that's important for us to understand and 
when we talk about these movies and everything else and educational pieces, now as we have someone guiding us this way, we can watch these movies as an educational piece and not a glorification. We can watch it as something that will allow us to understand a, a situation better um, while not being explo exploited or going off of a negative narrative. We have to be able to engage differently. Otherwise, I'm not possible. If there wasn't people in my life guiding me and helping me and, and talking to me, even people while I was in prison who were older than me talking to me and sharing information with me, if that didn't happen, I'm not possible. So, cause I'm still sitting here trying to figure it out. And what I'm doing is I'm kicking information around in my head that doesn't have any foundation to it. Therefore, I'm just having all these thoughts in my head and living it out. And that's what happens with people. We find ourselves by ourselves. So we go to movies and we get our truth from movies and music and everything else. And wow. that's the way we think we should live. This is what manhood looks like. Yeah. This is what it looks like to be a black man in America. This is what we have to stand up and protest against. Wow. We don't have anything else helping us walk through that process. Do we? I, I love everything you said, man. And I love that mantra of, I'll tell 100, I'll reach 100 as opposed to one. When you said it, I almost challenged you on it because I immediately went back to the idolatry of Israel and the Lord saying one can put a thousand to flight and two 10,000 right. fighting for what you believe in, right? right? I still believe that to get to 100, you have to get to one. True. So my focus is always on the next one. But my goal is the thousand. Right. Believing Absolutely. that the one can put a thousand to flight. Right. Uh, so I love that mindset, man. And that has helped me. I'm, you know, I love that. I don't want to limit my conversation to touching one. I want to stretch or expose or, or expand my conversation to my desire, to my ultimate goal. And that is as many as I can possibly touch, which mm -hmm. takes us to Matthew uh, 28. Right. Uh, so I, I believe I, I love that. I, I want to go back to something that was said earlier. Uh, and this is dealing with the testimony, what you got out of that movie minister society. While he was going through his challenges, he did have those voices. He had Charles Dutton's role. Yeah. The father yeah. of his friend, the teacher who said the hunt is on. Right. He had Jada Pinkett Smith's oh, role. Yeah. The girl who said, you need to get out of here. Right. Right. And he struggled. He wrestled with it because in his mind, the only thing he felt he could trust was his hood, his boys, that life. And he felt like that's all he had. Yeah. Right. In the movie Dangerous Minds, Michelle Pfeiffer worked real hard on those twins. Right. But it was their grandmother who pulled them out of school, right. made them come home and say, these boys got to go to work. Yeah. Now, the grandmother felt like she was a bigger positive influence. Yeah. But Michelle Pfeiffer was thinking, the teacher was thinking long term. Right. Grandma was thinking, I need to pay this rent. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and so the twins were caught. They were in a tug of war with education right. versus productivity. Right. Home. right. That's the trap. Yeah. 
That's the trap. Yeah, indeed. I think, you know, when I was thinking about that while you guys were talking, like if my, you know, your parents are your, your, your greatest influence and if they're about that life, you know, it's like, who am I to go against the one in my house <laughs> been teaching, training, and, and raising me for however long? Yeah, you're you know? teaching, but you ain't the one cooking. Right, right, oh, right, you know? right. <laughs> right. So we ain't living in my house, you know. Yeah. So it's uh, it's it's those I, you know, that's probably like the biggest, I guess, victimization. I can, I'll, I'll stay, I give that stamp, and I do hear you. Like Kaneem was saying, you know, the teacher, the coach, it's just someone trying to give you some words to see something different. But if all, if most, ninety percent of it around you is pulling you this way and you have those 10% somebody like, Hey, you know, and, and teachers like you, like if it teaches somebody, if you've been there, you can see it in their eyes. Like I can see where you're at. Don't go down this path, you know? Yeah. But it's all, you know, um, and it makes people feel like that that's where that whole concept of mindset of being a cursed nation, people still believe. Yeah. There are people who still believe we're under a curse. Under a curse. Right. Because they don't have the knowledge of the scripture that says Jesus reversed the curse. Right. right. And, and what we're left with is the practice of iniquity. And right. that's what get passed down. It ain't the curse. It's yeah. the practice. It's the behavior right. of the unlearned, the uneducated, the unexposed. That's what it is. And so, in other words, you you destroy yourselves. Yeah. Um, but I like yeah. what you said, Thomas, the, the one on each one, teach 100, you know, yeah. I agree. And and it's it's exactly what Pastor said. It's going to one, but not stopping at yeah. one. You know, a lot of times you'll get a, a mentor who will mentor one person for 15, 20 years. And like I did my job and that's it. You know, and the reality is if you can mentor someone for years, then you can mentor many for years because you have a blueprint. And so you can really begin to engage their life um, in that way. You know, when we start thinking about the things that people go through and how these movies influence and impact everybody, one thing we can't lose sight of is it's real. They're living their reality right yeah. now. We can't not say that, you know, your reality is not what it is. And that's that's important for us not to forget that our reality is not their reality. And how they pick up information and, and where they decide to go, whether they decide to listen to the positive influences or negative influences, are determined a lot of a lot of times by what's going on in their life. Right. It's the trauma that they've experienced in life. Right. You know, when we have certain trauma and you feel uh, insecurities, you feel as if, um, you know, statistically that I'm I'm a black male in America. I'm not statistically supposed to live past 21 years old. There's a that creates an urgency of. You know, if I don't do something, then I'm going to die in the hood because I see people dying in the hood all the time. Right. And so there's there's this my, collective mindset that we have to realize that what people are living is real. We can't uh, discount what is going on, but we cannot think that it's not worthwhile to try to reach them. And and I you know, again, the tagline in my nonprofit is as long as a person has a heartbeat, there's an opportunity for redemption. And so we have to remember that every life is redeemable. Every life has something inside of them that says, I want something different to take place. I don't want to continue to remember slavery. I know slavery. What else is there? How can I learn? How are you going to help me move forward? 
Right. And, you know, if, if all I'm hearing in my music is, you know, sex, money, guns, and all these other things, what do you think I'm going to wrap around my life if I have access to it? Sex, money, and guns. And so whatever I have access to, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. So give me access to other things, and maybe I'll do something different. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. All right, guys. So I appreciate you guys for being here, rocking with us, another edition of the Brothers of Legacy. Um, we're talking about education versus exploitation. Hopefully you got a little something out of this. Uh, we just kind of want to shed light on on some topics that we don't talk about enough of. Okay, look like I was freezing. <laughs> so <laughs> this episode is brought to you by <laughs> Spectrum. All right, so we look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow. Uh, same time, same channel. Oh, man, it's Friday, Friday, Friday. Freestyle Friday tomorrow. Um, Yes, it's going to be an interesting conversation. Thank you, Mama Core. Appreciate you. Uh, I got Pastor, hopefully Pastor can be on. We, he's going to share a story about millennial love. <laughs> 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 the state of what relationships are looking like. So, Not the um, going to make that a series. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> the state of the millennial relationships. What's it going to look like? Oh, so we look forward to seeing you guys uh, tomorrow, same time, same channel. Make sure you continue to uh, stay connected to us. Text LWN to 84576. Text LWN to 84576. Never miss a broadcast or anything happening on the Legacy Walking Network. Uh, and if you're feeling a need that you feel like, I like these brothers, I want to support, you can also support us uh, through Cash App, dollar sign, BOL 2019, dollar sign, BOL 2019, or you can go to uh, com and click Beyond Donations. All right. So as always, we appreciate you. Continue to support us. Make sure you share. Sharing means a lot. Uh, check out the podcast as well. Um, and that's it. One, oh, a point of reference. I don't remember if we mentioned it or not, but for anyone that has not seen Breaking News Today, Brittany Griner has been released from the Russian prison uh, in a prisoner swap. So uh, we have something to be thankful for this morning that Brittany Griner is headed back to her family. She should be back with her family within the next 24 hours. Yes. All, right. All hearts and minds are clear. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. 988, you or someone else, someone you love or someone is having a mental health crisis, make sure you dial 988 988. All right. Uh, let's see. And yes, he <laughs> said, Spectrum back. Right. <laughs> yes, that was awesome to see. Indeed. All right. So we look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow. Stay safe, do the right thing, make good choices, and we'll see you in the AM. Peace out. Thank you.